Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Two men have hosted a radio show on a regular basis with our next guest. He is Bob Wanowski Wojo. For years, it was Stoney and Wojo. And Wojo got me fired. For uh, less time, it was Jamie and Wojo, and Whoa. I ended up here. Wojo got you fired. So now we're, we're like this uh, reclamation project on the mornings, people who have been rejected by Wojo. Mm-hmm. A third man will try to live up to the honor of co-hosting a show. Yes. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. The Wojo Show is no longer. Starting tonight at 6 p.m., it is Bogey and Wojo. So or Bogey, Wojo and Bogey. So it'll be the uh, Jamie Stoney and Bogey Show in five years. Yeah, exactly right. Wojo joins us now Wednesdays with Wojo. Hello, Woj. And yet I prepare to ruin another career. Woo! How about that, huh? So it, wow. it's it's lick the stamp time for Woj. He can just roll in, turn on his microphone, and make funny jokes while Kyle does all the work. How many cheesy radio co-hosts am I going to chew through in my career? Oh, hey, I guess I just called you guys cheesy. Yeah. That's wrong. Well, nobody likes to chew through, through things like you do. Uh, Stoney, that's a very good point. Yeah, for those um, who missed the big... The big reveal last night on uh, the Wojo Show. Uh, it was the final edition of the Wojo Show. It did not get nearly the fanfare that the final edition of the Jamie and Wojo Show got. Although it got about the same amount of fanfare as the final edition of Sony. Of- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I, uh... Uh, so, yeah, because, <clears throat> and, and I don't know if I'm being punished, because I have been bashing on, you know, humorously, hopefully, the little millennial dorks. You know who those those little people are. That yeah, Bogey, you know. Sully, um, yes, Will Birchfield. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So uh, the station goes, oh, oh, so you think the millennials are bad people or something? No, 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 no. How about you work with one and see what what it's like? So, well, yeah. l- let's do the math. You yeah. worked with me, then you yeah. worked with Jamie, and now you're working with Bogey. So you're basically going younger each time. So basically, the show is called Dad and Bogey. No, 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 no. I'd, I'd say more grandfather, too. wouldn't you? Yeah, pops. Gramps, yeah. Pops. Yeah, pop. So what do you see? Uh, think, um, Wojie and Bogey, Bogey and Wojo. I was going to say. What are we it, doing? What should I do? That sounds like the name of an old TV cop show. Yeah, I don't know what to do. No, it'll be fun. It does start tonight. Um, so, But the, the main thing is when there's like a two-hour show, if I start to get tired, then I can just leave. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you're great. Yeah, by the way, uh, did you bought boxing gloves for crosstalk? Oh, we had some fun on the cross, an extended, ver- a special extended version of the crosswalk. I like yesterday. that. I like that a lot. Um, now, we, we, I listened to it. A lot of people listened to it. This was Wojo and Valenti having a, uh, a. They duked it out for about fifteen minutes on the Michigan State, the arrests and everything like that. And I, I don't want to have you do it all over again because I totally see your side. I see Mike's side as well. You to see do- his side. Wojo, oh, I am a man of the people. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry. But here's yeah. the gist of it. And, and let me let me boil it down to this and you can then address it. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
The way Michigan State has handled it from the time of the allegations has been very, very good. I think we all agree on that by the letter of the law. And in Mike's mind, that's all they need to worry about. And in your mind, you're saying, um, why did it even get to that point in the first place? Is that a fair way of, uh, of well, yeah, illustrating it, the conversation? My point was, Mike, like many people, had this preconceived notion. So many people have this preconceived notion of what writers or other people should think or say about something. And there, uh, the preconceived notion was, we got to this spot, which was horrible, and we handled it well, and D'Antonio and Hollis, I thought they were fine at the presser. I thought the right things were said. But my narrative has never been about how they handled it. And that's where I get lumped in with others. Well, you were pissed that they, D'Antonio wouldn't talk before the spring game. No, I wasn't. I totally understand. I, I, I agreed with them being in media lockout. What could they possibly say? To me, the issue has not been about how they handled it. I don't know what, why do we get caught up in that in all of these things? It's how, well, the appearances were not quite what we had hoped. But they, yes, they did what they were supposed to do. I'm not handing out participation trophies for how they handled it. Because starting today, like right now, I guarantee you, and I said this to the Valenti kid, that Mark D'Antoni and Mark Hollis aren't sitting in their office still high-fiving, woo did we kill that presser, woo it's moving forward and everything. They, I think, just now are really diving into what do, how did we get here, and we make mistakes. They adjusted some of the um, protocol in the athletic department, oversight of the football program. I'm sure they're going to look at players that they recruit. They're going to have a different recruiting coordinator because in the midst of it, they did fire or not renew Curtis Blackwell, so there's a different direction brewing there. To me, that's what I was trying to get at the core of. I I get this. How do you get there? I don't care if short of uh, stepping to the podium and dropping your pants, I don't care how good or badly it was handled but, but, at the podium. But, Woj, I think Mike's point, other Spartans fans' points, is from your column, and I know one thing is, was taken out from the original online edition, was why is Max Bullard and, and Connor Cook lumped in with all the ones who did illegal stuff? Well, you know why I put them in. Why? The other ones didn't do illegals. The players that transferred didn't do anything illegal. I know, so, but... If I'm trying to see, this is why the preconceived notion is um, of just laying out what happened right here on this day with the and no, you know, you know, I don't think if you mentioned Demetrius Cooper, which you did, and 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 some of the others, uh, Austin Robertson, that should have been included, but they might feel that Max Buller was Rose Bowl three years ago. By the way, which is one of the greatest secrets in sports history. Well, no, but my point is. If there is a culture problem and there is evidence of it, let's trace it. Where did it begin? And generally speaking, if a culture, if a great culture, great winning culture that D'Antonio built, if there were signs of erosion, you don't think that's a pretty good spot where it might have started, where all of a sudden the star linebacker Max Bullard disappears and there's nothing said about it. And and I didn't say. He committed a crime. I'm just trying to, and that's why I had Connor Cook in there. And I took Connor Cook's situation out for the later edition myself, even though I stand by the comparison as, as well as Malik McDowell. That wasn't a sign 
of something going on in the culture when your star, uber star recruit essentially disappears last season and then gets destroyed by NFL types for a lack of work ethic. That's not a sign. And I think leadership and all that stuff on the field is different than some some of the off-field stuff. I'm not – you're caught up in the crime thing. I'm not okay. – I, I, culture, culture. I'm not – that's not just crime. That, that's why did John Reschke leave the program? Something horrible, at least interpersonally, happened there for a starting linebacker from around here to suddenly bolt, right? Yes. That's what I'm trying to get at the core. The, the only reason I took the Connor Cook reference out is because – he wasn't a highly touted recruit because my theory was a lot of it came from they were bringing in more highly touted recruits who they thought would fit their culture. And, in fact, maybe some of these young kids came in and changed the culture, not necessarily in a positive way. I don't, I don't understand why people think that's some smoking gun of what are you trying to get at? Like, I'm trying to figure it out. Hey, How is that? Is that that complicated? No. Hey, Woj, do you think? And I, and I understand that the the crime and the and the trial and the victim here are the most important things. But we are a sports station. We are talking about the football program. Do you think we're about to enter the Brian Ellerby, Tommy Amaker phase here of Michigan State football, where? They're going to have to rethink, redo everything, be much more careful with how they recruit and maybe turn away the kids who have any question marks so as not to go down this road again. I mean, are, is it possible for D'Antonio to get this thing back or is, is this just too big of a job when you consider not just the competition in the division, but now the, the set of, I don't know, eyes or investigations or levels or hoops he's going to have to jump through just to rebuild his entire program? I don't think it's impossible. I mean, because he did do it before, and I know the competition was different then, perhaps. Um, but, but but so was the focus. I mean, when he got hired, it's not like he was. It's not like John L. Smith was running some renegade program, and D'Antonio came in to clean it up. D'Antonio came in to win, and he won. Right. But You're now right. now he now he needs to win, and also apparently, and, and I, look, I think he runs a good program. I think these are some bad kids. There's a bad thing, but he does need to obviously address the way things have been done. That's my point, and everybody keeps yelling at me for it. Like, what do you mean the culture? What do you mean the culture? (laughs) Oh, sorry. I was just yelling at you. I'm actually, I I think I'm actually being fair in many ways. Tremendous culture there. We talk, we praise it nonstop. So to answer your question, um, what led to the erosion? Yes, I do think. They will be under more scrutiny. If I were him, I wouldn't take quote, a quote-unquote Austin Robertson type who had a legal issue in high school, came up here, and had another legal issue and is facing a rape charge. I would not – I don't think that's going to be possible. But the, the, the second prong, that the, the thing that nobody wants to talk about at their fancy little dinner parties, and, <laughs> and I – and I purposely didn't put it in the column because it changes. That was the other thing with the Connor Cook. It, it, it was distracting people too much. It, it, even if I was making what I thought was a good, it was distracting people. They just, why, why, why Connor Cook? So, but the other thing is the Larry Nasser thing, the Title IX thing. And those guys, that's why, and I heard your little show yesterday there at Stoney when uh, Stoney was stunned when Jamie very astutely pointed out, well, the players will get kicked off. And so he goes, why, why? Nothing's been... Well, yeah, they already were found in violation of Title IX. And, sorry, that's enough to get anybody kicked off of a team in a campus these days, as it should. 
So that was a foregone conclusion even before the charges were filed. I mean, they might as well just wait for the charges to file as they did. So, yeah, the Title IX thing, that specter still hangs over them. Right. And I don't think it'll be dialed down like Michigan turtled with the Brian Ellerby era. And, and I think D'Antonio is too good of a coach to, for it to be turtled like that. But, boy, he's now got some major personnel losses, and maybe he needs to look closer at his coaching staff and who didn't maybe have a firmer grip on who. So I think it's going to be it's going to take a little while, but absolutely I think he can rebuild it. Woj, great stuff. Good talking to you. Uh, the Wojo and Bogey, Bogey and Wojo. Do you have a name for the show yet? Well, Wogey? The Wogey Show Wojo? tonight at 6 p.m. And, and people are so excited for the show and and the, and the station's so excited that they gave them a solid forty five minutes for their first show. Oh, beautiful! Six Ooh. to six forty five. We're going forty five tonight. I was told it was forty. Forty five, baby! Tiger Gosh. baseball at six forty five. So prepare an extra five, will you? Hey, can I get some of those YouTube tickets to a uh, Ford Field? You too, not YouTube. What okay? did I say? Yeah, what did I say? <laughs> there he is. Good night, Woj. Woo! Wojo Wednesdays with Woj on ninety seven one. The tickets. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.